to Let's Talk It All. I'm Anvil. And I'm Jeff. And we're here to talk it all. Sorry, folks. We were a little distracted. We're looking for uh, our shots for tonight. Uh, it's the bottles that you hid. For oh, that's right. That's right. Where did I hide it, though? Uh, down there someplace. Heather wasn't going to find it. <laughs> so, so, anyways. There we go. Um, yes, yeah, there we there go. There we go. What's we go. are we going to do? Let's do the uh, whiskey. Okay. All right. So, anyways, uh, welcome, and we are going to chat tonight about the events this past weekend, uh, September twenty third, this past Saturday. The world did not end. The well, one, the world did not end, uh, and I, I just can't stand when people are unpredictable and unreliable. Uh, but we did have the Southern New York Paranormal Expo and Film Festival. And that was a blast. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, we had a decent turnout, I thought, for a first-time event. Uh, it was well, ex- extremely well planned. Uh, the gentleman who planned it did an excellent job. I don't know who that was, but he yeah. did a great job. He did. did a great job. Um, he ran it like a store manager. So the only problem we really had Saturday is that uh, Mother Nature, once again, uh, decided to stick it in and break it off on us. Uh, second official day of fall, autumn, whatever you want to call it, and it was 78, 81 degrees, sunny, yeah. not even not even a cloud. You know, I was hoping for a little overcast, no. wouldn't even give me a cloud to even make people think about going inside to do something. Yeah. So, it wasn't a bad turnout, all things considered. Uh, it was an absolutely gorgeous weekend day, and, um, you know... As much as I like to fault people for being outside, um, you know, if they want to get melanoma, that's their problem. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. And you know, um, uh, there was a lot of different things to do. A lot of different things to do. You 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 go and you do the event and you go watch the movies and then there's all kinds of antique stores around. You know, and there's a local radio station down the street that doesn't support their community at all. Um, There's all kinds of neat things, you know. It wasn't a week ago. There's lots of things to do in a week ago. So, you know. I don't expect you to spend eight solid hours at the expo. We weren't that that big, but uh, between the movies and the expo and everything else, you could have made a very nice day of uh, Saturday. So um, we had great speakers. Yep, great speakers. Oh, we had look. We had Father Billy Clark there. Uh, that guy is amazing. Father Billy Clark is a uh, I'm going to say regional gentleman. He is a demonologist, an exorcist, a priest. And the Catholic Church, mind you. And he, uh, spiritual warrior. Yeah, spiritual warrior. Um, great presenter, great speaker, great person. Just nice. A, just, just as soon as you look at him, meet him. You, you, you feel ten times better. Like, yeah. walks in, always smiling, always happy, always energetic. Um, like I said, great speaker. Uh, and he has done some amazing things. Over his years, uh, trying to put evil in, in his place. place. Oh, you're thinking. Oh my God! I know that's scary. Um, but I know you talked more to him than I did. So, what were some of the things you guys? Oh said? well, I was, you know, I, I was bringing up the Gnostics, basically the, the scriptures that were included in the Bible, and you know, the Council of Nicaea that you know put the Bible together, and you know, I brought up the scripture according to Judas, you know, which is condemned <laughs> by the Church, and you know, and Father Billy uh, is very unique. Look, I'm not unique. I, I think it was, you know, the, the pronounced or the, the the accepted, you know, viewpoint 
is basically, you know, if, if it tells any story different than what God has already presented, then it's really not, you know, what the Holy Spirit is supposed to teach. Um, and I'm just cutting it very short. I think we're going to have Father Billy on another point uh, on the show. It's going to be a two-hour yeah. two show. Absolutely. And uh, that one, we'll get into it. You know, I mean, in a nice, very political, you know, nice way, uh, me and Father. And uh, but he had answers for everything I asked. I can honestly say, it's the first person that answered my questions uh, on the on the particular ones that I, I had uh, I questioned him on, uh, and actually had really good answers. Um, and he actually gave me a compliment. He said he, he loved how my mind worked. He says most people don't think the way I do when it comes to the scripture. So that, that was kind of cool. You know, to hear that. <laughs> yes, so, yes, yes, it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that meant I was a heathen. I was going to burn in hell, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, those things happen. Um, some of the other speakers: uh, Daniel Class, who is the owner of the Hinsdale House. I know we talked about yes, before the Hinsdale yeah, House. Yeah. Uh, great guy, great group. Um, I've group. seen him on YouTube numerous. Oh yeah, numerous times. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's been in the field for a long time, but he is kind of an up and coming riser in the more public eye. Um, I know he's now working uh, with the Nick Goff group and Amy Allen group, and their agent, and he's getting out on more of these kind of things. More, more, uh, more exposure as it is. Um, but nice guy. Um, Came to our event as a favor to us. We, we help him out in Buffalo. Uh, Alani does uh, psychic fairs up there and has developed a little bit of a found in the Buffalo area, which is about three and a half hours away. Um, and we, whenever he calls, we go. And, you know, it's six-hour round trip for a five-hour psychic fair. So we always enjoy spending more time in the car than <laughs> at the event. But we do it for a good – they're usually for good causes. And usually when he does these – He's raised the money for something or someone. Right. Um, and uh, just a great guy. Mike Ricksecker was there. And another great investigator that just goes out and checks out places and talks about things. And a great promoter of the field itself. And a uh, great person, great individual. Um, he was on some kind of marathon spree this weekend. Uh, we were just one of his stops. He was someplace else Friday night. Came to our place Saturday morning. Um, we'd actually gotten him a room, and he had gotten a call or something and told us, you know, apologize for having to go, but he had to leave our place and go someplace else Sunday for something that was kind of a short notice event. So hmm. another great guy, uh, Sean Austin. Um, again, another up-and-comer. Uh, if he's not investigating some paranormal event he is singing and writing songs and things along this line so he's kind of kind of that performer that does the singing the singing ghost hunter i guess might be a way to describe him i don't, <laughs> I don't know if he wants to be described that way but um he was up there selling his cds and selling his books and talking and he was there all day talking he did a nice lecture um on uh, his adventures uh gary truce who's a local from uh, suny bington was uh, one of our speakers, and he always has fascinating stories. Um, I know when he started his lecture, there weren't a lot of people in the room, but by the time he got done, it was almost an hour and 15 minutes, uh, he had a packed room. Okay. You know, um, he, he, was, he, he was a, he did do a, paras, a parapsychology courses at, Binghamton, but I think they've changed that around, so it's not so much just his only field. But 
he has been very active in the paranormal field and has just some incredible stories um, about how he got into it, how he went from not really believing in it to being a believer, and um, and just some stories that just make your hair stand on end when you hear him tell. Wow. You know, um, I think him and Father Billy are going to be doing something at the campus at some point. Um, I think he's got Father Billy coming down to do something there uh, with him. So that'll cool. be kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we had a great day of speakers and vendors. We had some yep. great vendors, great didn't vendors. Yeah. There were a lot of vendors, but we had some great vendors there. And let me tell you, uh, before the doors even opened, Jeff was uh, contributing to the economic prosperity <laughs> of Owego, and I'll let him talk about that. Yeah, I, uh, I met these uh, two wonderful people. Uh, it was uh, Mary McPearson and John uh, Pitko, uh, two local artists in Owego. Um, they're called Space Invaders, and uh, they had some excellent paintings. Uh, there was a Sasquatch painting. Sasquatch painting. Uh, there was a alien painting, <laughs> and there was a fairy painting, which I actually bought for Heather. Um, and this is how I ended up buying the painting. I, I, I pointed out that the lips are wrong on the alien <laughs> to the artist. I'm like, well, you screwed this up in a very nice and polite, you know, polite way. But then I felt obligated to buy, you know. So then I, I, I had to buy the picture. But I like the Sasquatch one. I'm like, well, I might as well buy that one, man. And then, then I saw the fairy. I'm like, ah, hell, just give me that one, too. And then I bought these matching coasters for each one. And uh, so now we have all these cool coasters, which I would borrow, so that works out well. It does work out but, well. But uh, Space Invaders, and, you know, they're actually, they have a shop right It's a, it's a dual company. Um, the, the Space Invaders is like an art studio. Right. And then they have their other business, which is anything artistic, which actually they make all, kind of, all kinds of signage. And not just the sign that you it's square and you hang on the wall. They do uh, wood wood sculpture signing. They do lettering. They do anything and everything you can think of. It's, and, and, they're really amazing. And they're located on 173 Front Street. In we, in we go. Yeah, in which the zip code is 13827. Um, and their phone number is 607-738-0994. And, and com. Thank you. I was about to get yep. that out, but yep. you beat me to it. Uh, great people. A very, uh, very gifted artist. They're going to be on our show at some point. I did talk to them about them coming on and yeah. talking about their art and uh, where they get the inspiration for it. Uh, I did offer uh, the next time we do an alien uh, drawing. If they need me to sit, I can help them. You know, design it. I was being serious. I mean, like <laughs> I, know I you, you know, I, I do. I told them I saw one. You know, I did see one. Um, it was my ex-wife, but I thought it was an alien. Uh, but no, seriously, I have seen an alien, but it's a whole different story for another time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, great people. So that was John Pitko and Mary McPearson from Space Invaders. Um, you know, we, we were missing a few people. We uh, were, Fat we, Willie did not show up, and I checked to make sure there was no wrestling on, so Fat Willie can't say he was watching wrestling. And uh, Steve. Steve. Conjugal Steve. <laughs> Conjugal Steve. No, Steve might have a legitimate He might have a legitimate reason, yeah. so we won't pick on Steve. Yeah, we won't pick on Steve. Um, we missed, we missed some groups. Some groups had uh, issues. Uh, unfortunately, and I felt bad, Rusty, who was going to be our oh, yes, our, our Sasquatch, Sasquatch cryptid anchor person, yes, uh, had a car vehicle issue, accident. Uh, no one was hurt uh, except the car, and he was unable to make it, so I felt bad about that. And then we had a couple paranormal groups that uh, I'm still waiting to figure out why they weren't there, but they weren't there, and that happened. Um, my fault. I'm going to take blame for that because... Uh, I usually don't harp on people to pay their table fee, which usually is in a lot. I think it was only 25 bucks. 
but I'm not a real hard ass about getting the money up right, front right, and stuff. Yeah. And that's what happens when you're not a hard ass about getting the money up front. People don't show up. Yeah. So uh, obviously that's going to be one of the correction of errors for next year. Uh, they will have a deadline to get money in, or I'll fill this out with someone else. Yeah. Because I did turn away a couple of people at the end because I didn't think I had enough room. And uh, that was unfortunate because we did have enough room. We did enough room, yeah. and then, uh, but that's all right because it was still a great event. And uh, you know, there was even a bar there, uh, there which there was, I did visit numerous times throughout the day. There was a bar, and we were. It was a cash bar. Yeah. Um, but it was at the Elks Lodge. Yes, the Elks Lodge. And I'll tell you one thing about Elks and Legions and. VFWs and mooses and what other animal beaver lodge and <laughs> water buffalo and whatever. Um, usually the bartenders are not professional bartenders. Nope. They are home bartenders. Yep. And they pour with a heavy hand. Yep. And let me tell you, when you ordered something and you ordered it with a mixer, it was always a splash of the mixer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I had one drink given to me because the guy couldn't drink because it was too strong. He goes, yeah. Yeah, well, goes, I know you like whiskey, and well, I can't drink this. Well, I'm an Elks Club member, and I can tell you that we're all volunteers. None of us are paid. So oh, I'm not complaining. All the bartenders were God all bless volunteers. You. <laughs> God bless you all. Um, so, yeah, I had I, the bar opened at uh, 11, and food was at 11. And, uh, you know, it was it was your typical Expo food, American Legion, VFW, Elks Hot dogs. Two sizes though. I was impressed with two sizes. Yes, they did. Two, two sizes. sizes. Um, so I was, I was eating the big wieners. Yeah. I was eating the big wieners. I don't wieners. want to know about the big I was wieners. Eating the big wieners, and uh, they had some pizza, and it was really, it was really good pizza. And I think they were making it right there in the back. I don't think they were ordering it and brought it in. So yeah, no, they made the pizza there. Yeah, it was a uh, pizza and hot dogs. Yeah. And let me tell you, it was decent food. It was inexpensive. Nope. Um, the drinks. They were a good deal. I don't they were they yeah. were a good deal. What you, what you got, you you got a good deal. Let so. me tell you, they were they were at least they were at least two ounce jiggers he was throwing in that yeah. in that glass. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was cheap cheap drinking uh, at half the price. So um, it was a good time. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, the groups we did have there were they brought their equipment, they brought their people, they hung out, they walked around, they chatted, they did selfies. Um, we had the movie people there, and uh, we had. Four or five gentlemen that come up from the city, New York City, to to watch their movie on the big screen because we had an actual theater in Owego, and the uh, gentleman didn't run matinees that day for us, so we get out of the theater until six o'clock to show our movies. Yep. And that was I, I just want to tell you it's huge. Um, a lot of these independent films, the indie films they call them, um, usually get shown on the side wall of a room at the Howard Johnson's yep. or the yep. or whatever hotel they're in. And uh, to actually be able to walk into a theater that's 100 plus years old, sit in the seats, be able to watch us on the big screen, it, I found it incredible and I know these people did. Yeah, absolutely. I know these people did. Um, these guys drove up from the city and uh, I don't know how long they stayed because they came in, they came in and did the movie. Uh, they came back and they were at the bar drinking, <laughs> and I think they all had two drinks and they realized they were pretty buzzed yeah. and they wanted to go out and get lunch. So we gave them, we pointed them in the direction of a great little place to get lunch. Uh, in Owego, it's an old, it's the old county jail yep. that they've converted to a restaurant, but they left a lot of the cells in place. So you actually go and have lunch in the cell, have the meal in the cell. Uh, no metal trays though, but speaking of that, by the way, you just jogged my memory with the uh, jail. 
What? No joke. When I was around, because I went around and, uh, you know, me, I spend money everywhere I go. I literally, folks, I spent almost 500 bucks on this damn event buying shit. So not just from the event itself, but the local vendors right. or the local uh, shops. I went in one shop and uh, we got, I, I thanked them for having our poster up because they actually had the poster up. Alani had walked in there yeah, at some right. point. Anyway, long story short, uh, they're into ghost hunting and their shop is haunted. They were telling me all these cool stories that happened and stuff in there. Anyway, long story short. She started showing me pictures of when they were in the, the jail, and uh, clear as day. I mean, one of the clearest ghost pictures I've ever seen in my life. They yep. took in that jail, and they had it right on their phone. I'm like, that is amazing. They weren't there for a ghost hunt; they were for dinner one night. And the one kid was the kid was taking pictures around the yeah. bam, and one of those pictures it was unbelievable, just absolutely unbelievable. I don't know if it's that one or not, but the the restaurant actually has one yeah. above the bar of. A spirit apparition, whatever you want to call it, in the in the restaurant. Wow! wow. And the, they show that to any guest that won't wants to wants to ask about it. Um, so the jail is And I tell you, a lot of a lot of the shops in Owego, a lot of the buildings. Then I say the shop. I'm sure it's the buildings. A lot of the buildings in Owego have a paranormal history to them. Right. Um, and that's that's what makes Owego just a great venue for this. So again, that's one of the you know we're going to try to get the town more involved next year. So we'll start a little earlier, try to get more people involved. And uh, but yeah, so that was great. The event was there for vendors. Um Terra Fox Hall. Terra Fox Hall, the local author. local yes. author. What? I bought the author. book. I bought one of her books. Well, she has a misbehaving or something of that nature, if I remember correctly. Yes. <laughs> she uh, she's a local author. Yes. And uh, or make she, me behave. Make, I can't remember what it was. But it's a it's a dirty little book. It is. Uh, <laughs> Tara does her own little genre. Is she has erotica, supernatural, goth, romance novel. Um, she has some different series. Uh, one series is a unique take on the, the werewolf theme. It's actually a were snake. Hmm. You know, so he transforms into this big snake versus a big wolf. Um, she does. Sounds like my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a big snake for her. Anyways, um, so she does these, and she's done different now. She does different genres, different themes, and very talented, um, at times, very twisted. A lot of the stories are, uh, I won't say things that happen to her personally, but they are from deep inside her psyche. And uh, usually that's what her talks are about when she talks in terms of where the stories come from and stuff. But we, we've, known, we've known Tara for years. Oh, yeah, she'd be a great guest. She'd, she'd, she'd be a great guest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've known her for years since uh, Alina and I had the shop two or three years ago. And uh, she was one of the first people to come in. We've always had her at these events. And cool. She's always great. Um, trying to think of the other. No, there was a lot of other groups there. Uh, Spectres, that's Spectres our group. But we, were, but we were running around helping out. Yeah. Um, Wasn't there another investigation group there? Well, Imperial was, was there. Was there. Um, uh, Perry Warriors were there. Yeah, Perry Warriors. Uh, a gentleman named... Uh, Denny kind of leads that group, and he he is an, he's an individual we met last year when we did this for the first time in Bington. He's gonna be a guest too. Uh, he he is uh, he is an enigma wrapped in a puzzle wrapped in the Sunday crossword. Puzzle. The first time I met Denny was about uh, three years ago, and uh, well, I was going on a Sasquatch investigation mm-hmm. with another gentleman, uh, Crazy Tim, and uh, Crazy Tim was actually in a very famous movie. He was the star. It was called. Uh, 
almost the Bigfoot Hunter still searching. It's huge on YouTube. Is it? Yeah, huge. In fact, the guy, the director, he was a 17-year-old kid um, at the time in high school, and he was the one that, you know, did the you know, all the directing. But anyway, I sort of short, he is now a very famous TV personality. But to get back on to how I met uh, uh, Dan, Dan uh, it was, uh, you know, through Tim that we all went on this investigation together. It was his first Bigfoot investigation, actually, if I remember correctly. So he had a good time. You know, and uh, he actually took some video of me telling my story up in that area with my first ass watch encounter. And uh, uh, he is a very busy young man. He's got his hand in a lot of different pots. He is, I would, you know, and I'm going to make the prediction here. And uh, I should write my notebook so I can write down this down. Uh, I think Denny is probably the next Father Billy. Could be. Um, Denny's very religious. He, he's, a, he's a reverend. Um, I think it's his own religion, but he's a reverend. Yep. Um, but he's very spiritual, very, and it's God, Jesus related spiritual. Yep. Yep. Um, but after service of Sunday, he's off to wrestling practice. Yeah. And I don't mean high school wrestling; I mean no, professional, professional wrestling, wrestling practice. Wrestling, yeah, yeah. And in between that, he is investigating ghosts and cryptids and anything else people need him to look at or want. He's always on the go, always on the road. Yeah. And plus he has a full-time job. And a full-time job. <laughs> so. But, I mean, he, he goes all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know last year, I mean, he stopped in and was at our, our event last year for, for a few hours, but he was on the road to Gettysburg or something. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so he, he, a young kid. He's mid twenties, maybe. Yeah, I would say. I don't think he's any older. Than you know, um, so, and he's funny, and he says some things that gets people fired up, and you know, has, but he he is definitely someone to keep an eye on over the next few decades. I was with him the first time he shot a gun. I can honestly <laughs> say that it was a hell of an experience for him. Definitely it was. It's a hell of an experience for me too. I'm like, Doc. <laughs> Yeah, so he must have uh, gone to the uh, Cheney, Cheney School of Duck Hunting. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. Cheney. Cheney. Shoots his light. Anyway, Google it, people. It's funny yeah, as shit. Yeah, yeah. Google Vice, President, Vice President Cheney and Duck Hunting. Yeah. You'll be amazed <laughs> by the story you see. Um, so, yeah, Denny was there. Uh, Empiric was there. And it's always good to see Deb and her crew. Uh, we had uh, Tiff, Tiffany. Yes. Is there any, I always want to okay. say something else. Tiffany from uh, D, DTM. Wicked Radio. Wicked Radio. Yeah. Um, and they've got an event coming up in October. Yes, they have a bunch of wrestling Middle stars. of October. Yeah. Well, okay, before you say, well, it's... But it's not a wrestling convention. No, it's not. It's not a wrestling convention. <laughs> so, uh, Fat Boy, don't get all excited. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is actually what they call author con. Yes. And these are people that have written books and on a variety of subjects. I don't think there's any set genre for it. Right. Um, but they're into the paranormal and things like that as well. But this author con has a whole slew of wrestlers lined up for it. It's just crazy. A slew of wrestlers lined up for it, I believe... Leslie Estabrook, and for those that don't know who she is, I'm not sure what other movies she was in, but she was in the Police Academy movies. Yes, she was. She was yeah. the Amazonian blonde, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, Google it, you'll understand why I'm laughing and why I remember that she was in those movies. Um, she's going to be there. 
There's, a, there's a, the other police uh, academy woman's gonna be there too. I mean, just African American woman, the smaller oh. one. I can't oh, think of her name. Yes, she's gonna be there. Um, I mean, there's like a lot of cool people that Bobby Heenan was gonna be there. Bobby Heenan was, but he died. There, so uh, his spirit will be there. His, he will be there in spirit. And his wife actually told them to keep keep his image up. And, uh, yeah, on the posters and on the uh, promotion. Yeah, as a, as a respect, a sign of respect to him. So, so uh, they did so. Uh, I believe Jeff and I are gonna road trip. Yes, you have to remind me so I don't make plans for everything. I will. I'll go. I'm going. I will go. So I'm going to write this down. I'm going to road trip. And I'm actually thinking that might be, you know, do a little pre-recorded live interviews while we're there and include it in the show. We could do that. But uh, AuthorCon and Antiona. Oniana. Yeah, somewhere. Oniana. Oniana. Oh, my God. I live here and I don't know what the name is. Oniana. And I'm the one with the speech impediment, not you. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so, look, and Mr. Sasquatch is behind. See that picture? Isn't that a beautiful picture? Oh, my God, you did put it up. Nice. I did, yeah. i got to rearrange this whole thing down here. but You know what we got to do uh, for our listeners? We do, I, and I'll I'm going to take pictures. They did that one specifically for the con, for our expo. Oh, yes, they did. They did that one. They did, yeah. some, they did some specific stuff just for the uh, expo. And that's why I had to buy it. I see. Yeah. But I'm going to take some pictures of the bar. Uh, so we can put them up on our website Absolutely. and on our Facebook page. And we will have pictures of some of the guests. I will have them up on our Facebook page uh, Friday. So when you're listening to the show, you go up to the Facebook page, you see it. And I think Anvil by Saturday will probably have some of the edges up on um, or Sunday. Yes. Uh, by this weekend, I will be caught up on the website. I apologize. I have been preoccupied the last couple of weeks. and, and uh, But by this, by this Saturday, I will be caught up on... Uh, the archives for our shows and photos and whole nine yards. So and, and everybody, we'll you know, everybody in the studio wants to say a big thanks to Anvil because he is the one that handles all the website stuff, getting everything right, getting the show to where it needs to go. He is amazing. Without Anvil, we wouldn't have a show. Isn't that true, folks? That's right, Trump. But no, it's true, folks. No joke. Anvil does the bulk of the work when it comes to the show. So. So, uh, the, actually, yeah, the actually was great. The film festival, again, um, guys come from New York City. Uh, we had guys come in, the, it looked like the whole damn crew from uh, Buffalo came in for the first date, which was, I don't, you, I don't think you stuck around to see the first date. But I, no, I did not. I this, was, uh, this was an anthology of short films that they had done and kind of glumped in together. And uh, probably 90% were really good. The other 20% were just bizarre, and either you liked them or you hated them. But the other ones, you all kind of had it. You, there was something that liked about about the other 80% that was good. The other 20, you were either for them or against them. But these guys were there, and they had a great time. Uh, young lady from uh, local girl from Endicott, uh, Caitlin, uh, was there. And uh, she had the first film we showed, and it was an animated film mm-hmm. uh, about an Irish folklore of we people and things like that, and um, she won an award for that. She won uh, best best uh, short for upstate New York, and uh, she had a great time from what I could tell. Uh, she stayed most of the day between the films and the expo, and I think her mom and her did some wandering around the town. So, and then Mark Dickinson was there, Mark and uh, we haven't talked about Mark because Mark was kind of filling a lot of shoes at the expo. He was there as a paranormal group. He mm-hmm. was there as the uh, director, writer, brains behind uh, his his shows, uh, Portrait of a Monstrous Soul and uh, The Curse of the Vampire. 
and uh, he won a couple awards. He won uh, best uh, feature for uh, Portrait of Monster Soul, and this was a silent film. He does silent films, which is very kind of cool. Uh, and this was a silent film with his his character, which is uh, Marcus or Vampire de Blood. De Blood. De Blood. And uh, was He's a real character, by the way. He is a real character. Yes. But he makes some hell of a hot sauce. I bought yeah, hot sauce. He does make some, that's what I'm saying. That's he, all other story. He had a hot sauce going. Uh, <laughs> his his uh, his wife. Uh, uh, I can't think of her first name. Terrible. Jesse. I'm sorry, Jesse. Uh, she does all the makeup and wardrobe for his stuff, and she had some of the wardrobe on sale that she was trying to thin out what she had. Um, she was there, and uh, yeah, Mark. And, yeah, to see Mark. Mark is almost always in character, I would say, sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would he say. Was, uh, yeah. Mark stands about 6'4". He's, he's a big dude. 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, yeah, a big dude. Um, solid, dude. He's not skinny. Yeah, no, no, he's, 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 no, he's, he's, he's solid. He's big. Uh, shaved head. Uh, when he's out in public, he's got the fangs in. Yeah. These aren't the little plastic fangs. <laughs> These are actually, like, caps that fit over his teeth. He's funny. And uh, freaking nose, nose hook ring thing yeah. through and um, goth pants and cape and you know, trench coat. And what, what he reminds me of is, is someone you'd see on that, that TV show. I buy all the books. The, the, the Game of Thrones that you see on HBO. One of the actors you see on that show. You ever seen Game of Thrones? Yeah. Okay, he reminds me of one of those characters you would see on that show. Yeah. Just imposing and, you know. Uh, yeah. 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 He's a big dude. Big dude. And, um, Mark is a. He helped us a lot with the with the expo. He was kind of behind the scenes. He was there. He did some interviews for us. Um, if we need anything, you just need to ask, and he do it. Um, so we love we love Mark to death. Um, but uh, and his his movies look great. The silent movies on the big yeah, big screen. Yeah, they did look good. Um, and we got excited because we were talking to the theater owner at some point, and uh, the owner was actually saying that they uh, he, he that he's trying to. Work a deal out with an organist to set up in the theater to do silent films and have actually the organ do the music to them. Hmm. That'd be cool. And I'm thinking Mark's film with a live <laughs> organist <laughs> would be awesome. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. So, uh, so uh, yeah, Mark Mark had a lot going on. He was doing a lot of things. He had books and he has a, a graphic novel of uh, Curse of the Vampire. It's a graphic novel. And he converted into an animated silent film, hmm. which is kind of fun. Um, and he, again, he had his films, and uh, that was really kind of cool. Uh, and a lot of the people stayed for the films. Oh, we're getting past our drink time. <laughs> so we'll get back to that. So tonight, tonight, we are back to the Dragonfly Distillery. And this is the JP's Brown Bag Whiskey and JP's Brown Bag Whiskey is a it's a bourbon mash of wheat, rye, and corn, and um, they uh, did a great job with it. So we're gonna pour that, and we're gonna have some of that. Yeah, that's good stuff. And we're doing it on our alien coasters, alien coasters that we bought from Space Invaders. Space Invaders. Or if you look on the movie poster, I did Spaced Invaders. It was a little typo <laughs> that, we, that I missed. 
I'm the fan of posters. So. I don't think they were high. They seemed like very nice young people. No, they weren't. Nice They're great people. people. So. All right. Here is to, to a wonderful event and. Bowling women? Bowling women. Bowling women. I like that. Yeah. That wasn't too rough. No, no. It's. That was not bad at all. There's definitely the corn whiskey influence with it. Yeah. But, but that was good. Yeah. That was good stuff. He actually just just kegged 10, 10 or 15 gallons of the bourbon into an actual keg this time. Wow. He's going to let it age for two years in a keg. Oh, It'll be sense. ready in 2019. That sounds like it's going to be So that'll be some good stuff yeah. when he gets it ready. You know, before we, uh, we jump back in, we're going to take a little break and talk about something else. Uh, two years ago, um, <laughs> I had to buy a new router, and so I went to our local Walmart, and they had this Aussis on sale. It was clearance. Normal price was like one seventy five. It's an RT-AC68R dual-band 802.11 AC gigabyte router made by Aussis. This turned out to be the biggest hunk of shit I ever bought in my life. Uh, for two years, I fought with this thing like you would with an ex-wife. Um, it was a love-hate relationship. Some days it would work beautifully, and other days it wouldn't work at all. The past two days have been days if it won't work at all. You might have the Xbox work downstairs. You might have the Xbox upstairs not work. You may have the computer work, but the laptop will work. Um, your phones might work, and maybe they won't off of this router. So today I got completely PO'd and I went to Walmart and I bought another router. And uh, I'll bring up the name of that because I'm still testing out today. But I can tell you right now, it was so much easier to set that thing up than it was compared to this lunk of coal I bought two years ago. It was unbelievable. And it was instantaneously, I tell the difference, uh, a much better system. So if you want to use RTAC68R dual band router made by Asus, please let me know. I will give it to you because um, it's possessed and it hates people and it hates the internet. Okay. I'm bashing them and probably get sued at some point. Okay. Nice, <laughs> nice great. Again, all hate mail goes to Jeff at Let's Talk It All. So, yeah, so just finish up with Mark. Um, yeah, just a great guy and does a lot of fun things and um, another one that keeps his plate full all year long. He just, uh, in our area, there's a place called the Phelps Mansion. Phelps Mansion. And uh, this building, you know, dates back probably at this point 100 years. And it's one of the bigger buildings, one of the more well-to-do families back at the turn of not last century, but the century before that. And um, it's kind of a museum now, and it's... It's always been kind of run by snooty, snooty people. Snooty. Snooty. Um, James, people. get the car, James. And uh, Mark just, <laughs> Mark's like the polar opposite of the people you would think be associated with this place. Mark just got appointed to the board of directors. Get out of here. At the Falls Mansion, yeah. Yeah, he's on the board of directors now. And... Um, so I'm looking to see a lot of interesting things start going on at the Felt Mansion. Um, just because Mark is, he's about history. He's about the, the old history of Bainton in the area. He's about 
all this craziness. Um, so like I said, he's, he's brought a lot of things to it. Uh, he started a lot of new programs there. I know last year, and he's doing it again this year. Uh, he does a thing at Halloween in, in October about uh, death and mourning in, in, the 19, in the early 1900s. And uh, uses the felt mansion as a background. You walk around and you see different things and customs and rituals, the uh, the dead photo, dead people photos, and uh, actually making making things out of the deceased hair. It, just some creepy stuff they used to do when people died uh, to remember them by. And uh, they do that the whole month of October. And he's helped uh, innovate other programs to uh, bring this, this historic landmark to. Uh, in a more public eye. So, like I said, we're looking to see great things uh, go on with him and that. And, and speaking of local <laughs> historical establishments. Okay. Right here. Right here. Let's talk it all. Let's talk While it all. While we're recording. While we're recording. At this bar. At this bar. In this house. In this house. This is a historical place. This house. This house. This bar. I uh, I was going through my deed uh, a week and a half ago. A deed to my house. And... Uh, for some reason, I, uh, I'm getting equity loans. It's a long story, folks. So I had to have like the cover letter of the the, the, the front page. It's all their business. Anyway, long story short, a gentleman's name popped up, all right? And it was uh, Will, William Hill. Uh, and I'm like, well, I want to research this guy because it was the first. Yeah, old, first Bill, old Billy Hill. Billy Hill. Yeah. Billy Hill. I have no idea who this guy is. I'm okay, just, well, I'm just no, but that's his nickname. I'm just, I'm just messing with you now. Billy Hill. Okay. Right? He actually bought the property from the railroad uh, around 1881, 1882. He then got the uh, the right to build a house in 1884, which he did build, and it's this house here. It was one of the very first houses in Johnson City. Mr. Hill went on to become um, the mayor, uh, and at the time it was in Johnson City, it was Lechenshire. He went on to become the mayor of Lechenshire when he lived in this house from uh, 1898 to 1901. He then went on to become a New York State congressman and a New York State senator. He also served on President Hoover's staff. Um, he was known as Mr. Republican in New York State. Uh, he was the head of the Republican Party uh, for New York State. Uh, Well-connected individual. And he built my house and lived here. Um, so I'm actually getting like a historical plaque for my house and you know, registering the house with the historical uh, federal government. Um, so uh, it's just really kind of cool. You don't know what you're going to find sometimes. I've owned this house for 20 years and I had no idea that this particular gentleman was so well connected. So if you have any more renovations to do to the place? A lot more. Get them done now. Because <laughs> once you register this place? No, no, there's two there's levels. A, oh, okay. Yeah, there's two levels okay. of registry. You can do the one you're referring to. No, they, they come in and you okay. can't change a light bulb without right. permission. No. Okay. This is just where you register it. You get a plaque. You don't have to give tours. You can change the house whenever you want. No, I'm not going that Because that would be a whole different show when I come in and you're like, <laughs> Son of a bitch! I can't even do this now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's that goddamn Billy. So right now, what I'm trying to do is we're in a bar down here, and I'm trying to figure out what owner built the bar. It wasn't Mr. Williams that much. I or uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, Billy Hill. Uh, but uh, I am trying to figure out which owner did that. That's my next uh, my next thing, I guess. All right, yeah. that's a, that's cool. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So the hardwood floors he walked across tonight are the original hardwood floors, just refurbished. Yeah, I just had them refurbished. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, and again, I know we've said this on other shows. This area is rich in history. In fact, I had I had an a lot of a yeah. lot of things 
came out of banks. A lot of influential people um, have connections to this town. It's just crazy when you think about it and how... Well, Jersey Joe Walcott, former heavyweight champion of the world, was born here. Born right in Binghamton. Mm-hmm. There's no Jersey Joe, that's where he lived, but he, he was born in Binghamton. You know, I mean, there's a lot of little things like that throughout history of Sprinkle here, you know. Uh, all kind of, what, Owego. There was a car company we were called the Owego. The Owego. That was the name of the car. Uh, there's one still in existence, I think, in the Norwich uh, Museum. Museum. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about that, yeah. yeah. One of the, I think it's the only one in existence at this point. Yeah, but uh, there's all kinds of little stuff. There is. You know, the railroad uh, that came to New York State came through Owego and Appalachian first. Uh, just, the stories go on and on and on and on. In fact, you know... How they signal trains to stop. I, you can't make this stuff up. I'm not making this up. This is an amazing story. All right, so we're going back to like the 1800s, okay? Um, late 1800s. The railroad's built, okay? And at that time, Owego was all farmland. You know, you had a little town, but it wasn't like it is today. And uh, on these farms, there was a woman. And, you know, I'm going to get all the details, folks, for the next show, so we'll have this down. I have a very old railroad book that has all the details in it. But anyway, long story short, uh, there was a train wreck. Because uh, she knew what time the trains came through. Right. You know, they knew. And uh, she couldn't figure out why the train had to come through yet. So she ran down the track. So it was getting to be dark out. And uh, she, see, she could see that there was an issue. So there was another train due. So what she did, she had to figure out a way to stop the locomotive mm-hmm. from coming across and, you know, people dying. Yeah. Like people train. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. train coming. People train. People train. So uh, she took a red lantern. Uh, a lantern, a lantern. And wrapped wrapped her or like I think it was a red scarf or something around it and lit it and she was waving it. She ran like a mile down the tracks or two miles down the tracks. Lit the lantern, waving it, waving it back and forth, back and forth, so the engineer would see it. And he caught the hint and stopped the train. And that's where uh, the red light comes for trains now. That you know, oh boy, I got to stop or a switch coming up or something. Is that red lantern actually came from New York? From a farmer. That's right. Can't make this stuff up, folks. Can that make, well, we, we could, but we don't. I'm not so, making this up. It's actually we're not right. making this up. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, um, yeah. So we're we're way off on that one, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> what's well, history, man. It's history. It's it is history, and you've got to write about the for history. Um, so the expo and the films were great, but the fun didn't end there. It didn't end there. No, it did not. Because Alani and I didn't have enough on our plates. We decided to organize a public investigation of the Parkview Restaurant and Hotel, which is a local eatery. They're still working on the hotel part of it. A local eatery that's right in downtown that has an incredible haunted history. Um, The building, again, the building was constructed back in the mid-1800s. I think 1863, 1864, and has operated as a hotel and a restaurant that entire time. Um, the hotel part's kind of gone downhill, and they've been trying to do some restorations, and it's gone through some floods and some things like that. But the restaurant's still there and still does well. But we did this investigation Saturday night from nine to midnight, and we had uh, two of the two of the uh, speakers. There it was kind of a celebrity ghost hunt. Uh, Dan, Dan Class, and uh, Sean Austin stayed, and we had about 15, 16 people plus us, plus the plus the celebs, and um, it was a crazy 
crazy, incredible night. Alana and I had investigated the place two years ago, and we had some weird stuff happen. Um, but it was nothing like Saturday night. Um, both groups investigated all floors, and all the groups had huge amounts of activity on every single floor they investigated. Um, responses to the to the ghost the ghost box the voice boxes, uh, convincing the spirits to turn lights on, turn lights off. Um, just a crazy night. Uh, things that matched up with the history of the place. Um, stories that not only did we find out about, but we had, we were told last time we were there that, that things had happened. Um, things Lonnie sent. It was just, it was just crazy. It was just for, for the 15 bucks they paid to have this investigation, they got five times their money's worth. Right. right. It was, it was a great time and it just kind of, kind of energized the end of the night, which is something usually you don't want to go home and sleep. But let me tell you, people were fired up, uh, when we finally left, when the owner came down to lock up, uh, people were still outside chatting about, you know, I mean, and this is going on one thirty in the morning. Wow, cool. You know, so it was a great time had by uh, by people and the investigators. Uh, Dan and, and Sean were just amazed, just amazed at what was going on. And let me tell you, the, to amaze these two gentlemen with, a, with an investigation, it takes something because they've been around. They've seen a lot of things. That are just freaky, you know. As as my, as they would say in Ghostbusters, they've seen shit that'll turn you white. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so it was it was a it was a great 18, 20 hours uh, from the start of the start of the project to the end of the project. Um, everyone had a great time. I know people were posting all weekend long into today about what a great time they had and things they found and things they saw and things they did. Um, I keep seeing new photos come up that people are posting. Uh, just a great event. It was just a great event. And, um, you know, we're going to take some of the things that went, didn't go right and try to correct those, make them go right the next time. And, uh, we're going to start getting geared up for, uh, 2018. Awesome. Awesome. So, with that being said, what else going on? Well, I guess maybe my Redskins kicked some Raiders' ass last night. Uh, let's, did you watch? Oh, yeah, I watched. Went oh. to the bar. I mean, Heather went down there and hung out with the owners of um, that microbrewery over here in Josh City. Oh, gosh, we're going to kill me I forgot their damn company's name. I feel horrible. See, it's lining cards. I need flashcards. You need flashcards. But anyway, so we had a great time. And, you know, I know the owner is over here at uh, Irish Kevin's as well. Irish Kevin's, yeah. yeah. They're great people. Mm -hmm. Just great people. I love our local establishments. But uh, I'll tell you what. The entire Raiders team took a kneel during the uh, – let me let me go. Let me go on, on, on the national anthem. Um, and I have a big – Big issue with that, folks. Let me tell you why. People are like, well, it's their First Amendment right. I'm like, okay, granted, the freedom of speech, I get that. But they're paid employees, okay? And if their team, now I don't know if their team owner told them to stand or not. I don't know what happened there. But if their team owner told them to stand and they did it, that's grounds for termination. The First Amendment does not protect you from your employer. It protects you from the federal government, state, or local governments. It does not protect you from your employer. So... 
oddly enough, but I, I haven't have I didn't actually fire their asses do, when it comes down. I to actually it. didn't do the <laughs> didn't do the fact check on it, but I saw somewhere that actually in the NFL guidelines of employee conduct, they are required to stand. And either uh, either hold their helmet a certain way and place their hand over the... Uh, they're actually required to stand, according to the NFL employee handbook. And here's, here's the issue with that. You know, thank you for pointing that out, by the way. Because players were fined because they weren't wearing the... The shoes, the shoes right. to uh, con, you know, to oh, make awareness of domestic abuse. So flares are fine. But this, no one's being fine. The NFL is rolled over like a bunch of well communists. I don't know what else to say. They're commie, commie bastards. Uh, but you know, Jerry Jones, and you know, I'm not a Cowboys fan. Cowboys. But I'll give him credit. Cowboys. He's like, you know, if one of my players Anyone. takes a knee, player they're coach fired. They're care. off the team. Player coach didn't matter. Yep. yep. They're gone. 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 And, you know, I support they got 100,000% right now. Because some of these other teams, like the Pittsburgh Steelers did something kind of cool. You know what they said? We're not, this is, we're not a political team. We're not getting involved. We're staying in the locker room. They put out a statement saying, we don't want our team to become in the middle of politics, which I get. So they stayed in the locker The other, you know, another team did the same thing. It was Jacksonville Jaguars. They stayed, but they said they stayed in because they would not. Uh, stand for the anthem. Basically, they basically said they wouldn't stand for the national anthem. So they stayed in the locker room from a completely different perspective. Every one of those sons of bitches should be fired. And for the owner to allow that to happen? Dude, you suck. I would never watch another Jacksonville Jaguars game again. And that was my second favorite team, by the way. I hate them now. I hate them. I hope they all die in a plane crash. Alright, maybe not a plane crash and die. But still, they have families and I don't want to wish anybody's family. Right. But you know my sentiment here. They should all be fired at least. But, you know, if I go to my work, you know, and, and uh, you know, I'm I'm and I do something that uh, makes my company look bad in a, in a very public way, I can be terminated for that. And I should be. I have a certain responsibility towards the company I work for. And, you know, it's great you have freedom of speech, and I get that. But, you know, you, you also have to take that. You have a responsibility that comes with that. That's just my opinion. Right. Fire their candy asses. So Trump is right. When it comes down here's to here's my thoughts. One, okay, so the Steelers stayed in the locker room, I get that. The one Steeler went out. And I guess he caught flack because he went out and right. stood. But But here's my thought. I, I get you're saying it's freedom of speech, blah, whatever. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying No, no, that. I know, but right. that's what they're saying. Right. I'm that's, saying what that's what they're saying. saying. They're I'm saying, not saying freedom that. of speech. Yeah. I guess my question is I just I just it's not the way I think it should be done it's if you're we 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 have created this monster I I guess it's something we've created this monster we we have we have (laughs) no (laughs) We have created this subset of heroes based on nothing more than they are very high-paid athletes. 
that's it. And they, they have almost a hero status. You're, you know, everyone wants to be a pro football player, pro basketball player, pro baseball player, blah, 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 blah. And it's a whole new subset of the rich privileged. Right. Well, and, and not only that, nobody wants to be the real hero. The guy getting his arm blown off in Iraq or Afghanistan. Right. You know, and that's, those are the real hero folks. You know, I, you absolutely. Know, and they're the ones, you know, that are fighting for your right to have the freedom of speech. But you, you want to exercise that freedom, you got to do it the correct times. You know, doing it when you're being paid to do a job, okay, is not, it's not the right time. I'm sorry, it just simply is not the right time to make your political beliefs be known when you're being paid by a private corporation. That is not the time for you to make a political statement. Right. And they, and they should be held there because there are ramifications. You had the right to say it, but there are ramifications. We have seen this. There are ramifications for you to exercise that right. You have the right not to make a cake for a gay wedding, but you're going to take you're going to take the heat for it. Right. Yeah. And actually, I think I that's think, I think one of the Supreme Courts reversed that decision. Yeah. But either way, it's it's crap. These these privileged wealthy. Individuals, and it's not just wealthy white guys. It's no. wealthy black guys. It's wealthy Asian guys. I don't think Asian football players, but you know what I'm saying. It's not just the wealthy white. It's not the white privileged. It's not the white privileged. Um, I find it hypocritical. I find it. I find it almost as repugnant that these people are are dissing the country that made them wealthy. This is almost as repugnant as the Muslims or any other ethnic group that comes in and says, we don't want to, this country sucks and we don't want to abide by your rules. Then get, then get out. Yeah. Get out. You you want to impress me with your protest? Quit. Don't, don't, don't take a knee for 1.7 million yeah. and say you're, you're, you're making a sacrifice. You're not making a sacrifice. You think you're more important than you really are. And I think right now, I think you're beginning to see, or at least the owners and the TV networks are beginning to see, you're not as important as you think you are. That's right. Because people are tuning you out. Not Jeff, because Jeff wouldn't watch a football game. Just but one. People, I watched but one. other people, it. whatever. Just but one. other people, but other people are turning it off and turning it down. And I'll tell you what, I got, thank you. And, and then I saw Miami was one of the ones that did the knee thing. So you know what? I'm glad you lost. It took me out of the survival pool I was in, but you deserve to lose. You communist bastard. You know, you communist twinkle toe, <laughs> heathen motherfuckers. Um, so I'm kind of glad I'm out of the football pool because I don't have to worry about it anymore. And I'm not watching football. I wasn't watching it before, but I really don't care even less now. And basketball the same way. This started with basketball the same way. All these basketball players think they're more important than they are. We We empower them to do that. It, and you can say it's Trump's fault, but it's not. It's it's our fault because we've empowered these people to think they're more important than they really are. Right. And and now now we're paying for it. And it's the fans that pay fifty, hundred, two hundred dollars a seat to go watch them play. It's the fans that are that stick by them and when they go on strike because they're they need to make an extra couple million. Um Again, you can blame Trump, and, and Trump has a right to say what he wants to say. Freedom of speech should go both ways. So if Trump says you should be fired, he can say you should be fired. Yeah. But it's not you against Trump. It's it's you being an overprivileged jackass. 
and think that you're so important that you're going to matter. You think, I, I'm really hoping these days are coming to an end when the Madonnas and the Bonos and all these other superstars realize that people really don't give a shit about what you think anymore. Nope. We, we can't get to that point soon enough. To me. You're, you're just another human being. Just a little bit more famous than everybody else. That's all you are. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, and here's the funny thing: Trump said exactly what I've been thinking. That's that's why I'm like, like how can people? You know, what? majority of people on my Facebook page agree with Trump. The vast majority. I found a very small sliver of people who did not agree. They agree with the NFL players. You know, and they're communists. So I had to delete them. You know, I don't want my you know my Facebook contaminated with yeah, well, communism. Yeah. But yeah. you know, they had to go. Oh yeah. Know, you can't, you can't have communism, you know. But anyway, <laughs> you know, you know, one of those those TV shows that you see. You ever hear watch something called The Young Turks? I don't think I've watched it. Oh, you do. These guys are ridiculous. They, you couldn't get more left wing than these nut jobs, you know. But they're the kind of people, you know, in the backstage giving blowjobs to these players for kneeling right now. I can tell you right now, you know, that's that's the kind of thought pop, you know, process that's there, you know. But I think if there was a public opinion poll to be done on this, and I think there's going to be some coming out, I'll, I'll look at the Zogby poll because they're usually correct ones. Um, anything from CNN is fake anyway. But uh, And that's true. I mean, if you just, dude, in the gym, that's what they have on CNN. So when I'm running on a treadmill, I watch CNN. I'm like, how can people believe this crap? I, I know this isn't true because I do fact-checking. But people believe it. But anyway, long story short, um, they're gonna, polls are going to come out. And they're going to see the vast majority of Americans actually agree more with Donald Trump on this particular issue than they do with the NFL players. I, and it's going to be a big majority, I believe. That's just my opinion. But oh, I think, I think I, that's I think, coming. No, I think, I think they will. Yeah. One, because not everyone likes football. So there, there reduces your, your opinion <laughs> right. poll right there. Right. And then the ones that do like football are probably a lot of Trump supporters like that kind of violence right. on the field. And, you know, NASCAR came out. NASCAR? It said, like, if anyone kneels, they're out of NASCAR. Oh. Anybody. NASCAR, rodeo, <laughs> yeah. all these obscure sports. Yeah. Get, well, NASCAR isn't obscure by any means, but you right. know what I'm saying. Um, it's the second, I think it's the second largest watched sport besides fo- football, though. And I would tell you. Above baseball, s- by the way. Sports fans will watch sports. It does, the casino I work in, and I think all casinos do this. The only television programming you'll see in a casino, as a rule, are sports channels. Yeah. And there's a lot out there, and it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And if there's not a pro game, they're playing a college game. And if they're in a college game, they're playing the local local state games and local games. And people are watching, and they're being entertained. They're being entertained if all they can watch is college football. I submit to you as an experiment in 2018, that there's no professional football for a year. And they run college games. Or they run some other sport. Right. I don't think anyone, well, obviously someone will, but I think the vast majority won't care, won't notice, and they'll pick up something new to like. It, you know, um, I was thinking last night, I was watching the game, and the entire Raiders team sat down, and I'm like, if we don't beat these son of the bitches, I'm going to be depressed for like a month. And we kicked their ass. The score looked like it was close, but it wasn't. I don't know if you watched the game at all. I didn't watch it. We dominated. Our defense in... dominated. We 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 beat the shit out of the Raiders, no doubt about it. And we weren't expected to win by, you know, they were expected to roll over us. And we kicked their ass. And let me tell you something. 
when that happened, I was so happy because I kept looking. And I said, you know what? You know what they should do, actually? Maybe not fire some of these guys. If they do fire them, fire them. But let the second and third, uh, third string players play. They're dying for a chance to prove themselves. Maybe they didn't do it in the camp, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. in training season. But here's your opportunity. All right, you kneel fine. You're out this game. Let's give Jim Bob on the third string a shot. I mean, I would be down with that. I'd love to see some of these young guys who didn't really get a good chance to play. And we might even have better football, to be honest with you, than these overpriced, egotistical son of a bitches are playing now. Although I will tell you, probably going forward, and we're running over our time with the right because we're the last show on Friday night. If I was an owner in these multi-dozen-page contracts, I would slip in a little clause about making political statements as an employee. Yes, sir. Because let me tell you, it'd be a great way to get rid of some of this dead weight on teams. Yes, it would. And I'm not saying and your these players are dead yeah. weight, but give it to someone that's hungry. Give it to someone. You can't tell me when you're making a guaranteed five, six, seven, eight million that you're still hungry. Sure enough. When you're making the league minimum, which is probably maybe a hundred thousand, maybe say, not, maybe I think it's more, more than that. Five hundred. Let's say five hundred thousand. I, I doubt it's that high, though. No, but whatever. 350. Let's say 350. Right. We should look this up. <laughs> we probably should. This is one of those we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't prep this. <laughs> whatever it is the league minimum is, I guarantee you, this person's hungrier to prove themselves and the guy. because they want that million-dollar contract. Yeah, right, right. You know, so, yeah, we're past. We're about, yeah. past. Okay. about two minutes past. Right. So, we're going to wrap this up because this is obviously something we can talk about for a long time and I think in the long run, it's not going to matter. Uh, still crazy shit going on in North Korea. Uh, whatever is going on, we've been distracted by football. And God only knows, they probably invaded California. We never knew. But that's a good thing. So, anyways, Jeff. So, on the final note, final note. Um, I'm going to allow you to stop the show after I make the final note. Okay. So, you want to get your hand on the old stop hey, trigger. Stop. But uh, I'm going to say this. Fire those pansy-ass kneeling son of a bitches now. And that's it. Thank you very much. God bless the Cowboys owner.